Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. All right, check one, two. Just making sure you can hear me okay. See me okay. Okay, it looks like everything's good. All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, This is another workshop where we're celebrating the release of my guitar course, Guitar Solos, which you can find over at guitarzoom.com. We've been talking about, in the last couple of workshops, we've been talking about a technique called meandering and how to develop it and how to expand it, that sort of thing, to really develop your ability of being able to get creative and confident as you move across the fretboard, both in tempo and in creative motion. So if you haven't watched those workshops, I would strongly recommend that once we're done today that you go back and you check those out. And again, do me a favor. If you get a chance, head over to guitarzoom.com, check out my guitar course, uh, guitar solos, and see if it's something that might help you. So let's go ahead. Uh, In this one, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about some simple ideas to develop melody. Now, this is really just an expansion on our meandering topic that we've been talking about, okay? So we talked about developing the meandering. We talked about breaking it into pieces, which is really what phrasing is. And now what we're going to do is we're going to start trying to make just a basic connection to melody on top of that meandering. So if we think about it, again, if my chord was A minor, okay, so if that's the chord that I was playing over at that moment, okay, and of course I'd have a tempo and whatever, and I'd be playing, moving my meandering stuff, like we talked about before. But now what I want to do is I want to start thinking about the end note, the last note that I'm going to play. And if you watched the last workshop, you know that I I had mentioned that, that we weren't worried about that at that point because we were developing other elements. Well, now what we're going to do is we're going to start trying to develop that. And again, not in a complex way, just real basic connectivity. So if we knew that there was an A minor chord underneath us, of course, as we're meandering, we can start directing ourselves and our motion, our meandering... Now, of course, it would be nice to know where some of those A's are, right? So we've got an A, of course, down here on the 5th fret. We've got an A right here on the 7th fret. We've got an A right here. We've got an A over here on the 10th fret. And, I mean, there's A's all over. 12th fret here, 14th fret here. But the point is, is whatever position you're meandering in or positions that you're meandering in, you want to start trying to target some of these notes. So if I was up here... That might be a really good spot to land on. And what I want to do is I want to start thinking about the phrasing. Do I want a longer phrase that kind of rolls around that A and then comes in? Or do I want a quick little phrase that just moves in and and connects to the A? Or do I want to... You see what I mean? I can meander longer and make that phrase longer or I can meander shorter and make that direct connection right away. So that's a really great way. Okay, 
again, you decide how long you want those phrases to be. Now, this becomes kind of a uh, an argument sometimes in your brain because before you weren't thinking about going anywhere. You were just thinking about moving, just freely moving. And then you'd stop anytime you want. Well, now as you start adding these endpoints, we'll call them, which in this case is the A, it's going to disrupt that a little bit because the flow isn't going to be quite as easy because maybe the flow led you to this note and you need to get to the A, right? So now all of a sudden you've got to go a little longer to get to the note that you want. So you've got to make adjustments in your head as your meandering now creates these endpoints. Okay. Now let's say the next chord was a D minor. Okay. So the next chord coming up is D minor. So again, what we could do is just take a moment and think, okay, so where are my Ds? Well, I got Ds all over the fretboard, obviously, but if I start with these, just some of those, because I'm, I'm kind of in this position on my guitar, right? So I'd want to be able to visualize those Ds, and then maybe I start using my meandering. Start landing on those Ds. So if my backing track that I'm trying to play over, and again, please remember that backing tracks, they're all over the place. You can buy them, you can find them on YouTube, you can find them all over the place. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. Um, the most important thing is finding a backing track that meets you where you are. If you're practicing meandering at 120 beats per minute and you're trying to do it in A minor pentatonic, for instance, so you find a backing track that's in G minor, it's 160 beats per minute, it's not going to help this. It can help all kinds of other things and that's wonderful, but you're not going to be able to develop this concept. So what you want to do is you want to try and find a backing track that fits where you are. If you're practicing A minor, find one in A or use a piece of software and shift transpose it to the key of A. I use a, a piece of software called Amazing Slowdowner um, by R-O-N-I, Ronnie Music. But there's, a, there's all kinds of different ones out there that you can use. So you try and find a piece of software like that and then you start exploring it and see what you can come up with. But what you can do is with like that, it's called Amazing Slowdowner. Again, that's what I use. So I can slow it down to the tempo that I need and I can change the key and they both can be done independently. And if you have some other ideas, please throw them in the comments or whatever of some other things that maybe you use that people could check out as well. But that's a really great way of staying within these parameters so you can continue developing this. So now all of a sudden, if my backing track is going from A minor to D minor, Okay. I could be doing my meandering and target some A's. And then when D comes up, I start targeting that D. 
Now, the question always arises, well, what about other notes? Can't you go to the, the third and the fifth if you know your theory and all that kind of stuff? Of course you can. You can do all kinds of different things. But throwing all of that at you at once and then expecting you to be able to do that, again, is just going to set yourself up for failure. If you can start learning to just start with step one and get really good at that first step, maybe just emphasizing the root of each chord. Right. Just get used to that using all of these meandering tactics, but then develop that motion or endpoint, if you will, of trying to get to the root. And once you get really good at that, I mean, automation. Right. So ideally, what you want to be able to do is do this anywhere on the fretboard. Right. So if you're in the key of whatever, your fretboard is laid out in front of you and you're meandering. That's what would be wonderful. You're all over the place. And then you're cutting it in pieces, creating that phrase. And then you're emphasizing different notes over each chord as they come up. Okay. And if you just start with the root each time, maybe your chord progression is A minor to F to D minor to G or something like that, right? Whatever it might be. Well, now all of a sudden you've got an A to think about, an F to think about, and a D to think about. And you're trying to do that in a musical context while you're meandering. So it's a lot going on. If you think about it, it takes a while to develop that. So if you just go straight to your theory and go, well, I should be emphasizing the third and the fifth and well, it has a major seventh. Okay. I get all that. But if you're not ready for it, it's just a bunch of thoughts in your mind. It's still not translating with your fingers. People still aren't hearing it. And you don't apologize after you're done playing going, well, you know what I should have done. Okay. You develop it all. That's the point is you, you, you develop a base. And then you start building from there. You keep building this plan out and you get better and better as you go. So hopefully that helps you a little bit in another expansion of our meandering where we actually start talking about uh, melody. Basics, fundamental connection of melody, which is really creating an endpoint to your phrases. And your phrase doesn't have to be a big phrase. It might be a little phrase. You might just be going from A to D or to F. Or the G that we talked about. Right? Again, whatever. Whatever it is that you're doing. But it's a great place to start. So hopefully that helps you a little bit. Again, do me a favor. Head over to GuitarZoom.com. Check out the guitar course guitar solos that I have. See if it's something that might be able to help you. Um, otherwise, make sure you subscribe and you know join me on YouTube or wherever it is you're watching me. Uh, Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And we'll just keep going from here. Let's see. I'm just trying to see where we're at here. So we got meandering, meandering with phrasing. We're talking about melody now. And in our next one, we're going to start developing a little bit of left and right uh, finger strength and dexterity. So we're going to talk about legato practice, that sort of thing. Kind of get you going a little bit with that if you need help too. So take care and I'll talk to everybody soon and uh, keep practicing. Okay. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, we're going to be talking about legato development, strength, dexterity, and stamina. That's really what we're looking for. And what I want to do is just give you some exercises to think about with your playing a little bit to try and develop your fingers. Now, unfortunately, we really do need to develop the strength of all four of our fingers, even though, you know, these two are great, this one's okay, this one's not so good, and these two together are terrible. Well, those are the kinds of things that we really want to think about and develop as we play. 
Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com.